0: Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Heal that wall. Heal that wall. Put on a proper suit. Do up your tie.
1: What Great is it? Supine um, protoplasmic invertebrate jellies. Dodgy Dave will answer it now.
2: You're joking. Not another one.
1: Hello and welcome to the first ever End The Loop Deep Dive. Yes, it's a brand new series where we talk about the biggest topic of the week in a lot more detail than we would do on our main show. Uh, This week we have Rory, Rachel and Emily joining me for a discussion about Meghan Markle and the reaction to that explosive interview earlier in the week. So without further ado, we'll crack on. Uh, Does anyone want to start us off?
2: I have plenty to say about this. Um, Right from the start, Obviously, this isn't just a new thing. This has been going on for a very long time. Um, the backlash um, against Meghan Markle with, in my opinion, no valid reason is just ongoing and it seems to get worse. And I don't understand the, how anyone can argue that this doesn't have anything to do with her as a person and her um, race and her gender because it's completely blown out of proportion, especially Piers Morgan has been um, central throughout this whole thing. Um, I'm extremely glad that he is gone now but recently there's been like developments that um, he doesn't like Megan because basically like she stopped talking to him um, and they used to be friends um, And overall, I just don't think this is something that we can ignore and brush off because I think this is largely to do with her identity and her as a person.
3: Um, Obviously. Uh, he says a lot of like controversial things. I think he says like boring things, but it's all situational. and never is like consistent. He doesn't have a consistent set of principles, so that just makes me think that he's not. He's neither like he's neither like left or right because you see a lot of people saying, oh yeah, he's got some points about um, against Matt Hancock, yeah, yeah, but then like he'll say like the exact opposite a month before an election. Um, And I think he just moulds his opinions to be the most controversial, to get more views and then more money. He's similar to like a Milo Yiannopoulos type guy um, and he's more of a spectacle and he should be seen as...
1: I mean, he is entirely hypocritical. He claims to be railing against the snowflake leftist.
2: Despite all the constant complaints, um, they kept him on and that was because he did undeniably bring in the viewers and he did bring them you know more publicity and more money but I completely agree with the argument that um he goes on about millennials and the snowflake generation um when you see him obviously recently walking off um during filming um he got upset before over um a comment Jack Whitehall made about his weight and it was just a joke but he got like so upset about it and I think the whole thing he is going at millennials for getting upset about things but he's the one kicking and screaming about everything that happens especially to do with Meghan Markle
1: I think it's interesting that, that, that he claims that the two of them used to be good friends and that after a while she completely just cut him off and he seems to be holding a bit of a grudge about that
2: he felt entitled to her um, attention her friendship maybe there's no evidence for that but um yeah he certainly felt entitled to her attention and when he didn't get that that's when he kicked off about it which you know as you said that says a lot about what men expect from women and when they don't get it then things turn to sexism as we've seen in the media and from Piers Morgan.
1: Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of stories in the tabloid press about Meghan Markle since she and Harry started dating. And they've always had some sort of grudge, for whatever reason, against her. As we heard in the interview, that has played quite a large part in them deciding to leave the UK and go to America.
2: Which, like, I don't blame them for at all, because I think the media... Has been particularly cruel towards Megan, especially the Daily Mail. It's been completely uh, blown out of proportion, which is like why my point is that um, people say, "Oh well, she signed up for this and she knew what she was getting herself into," which is something I just want to debunk because one, she did not sign up for any kind of discrimination, she did not sign up for this experience at all. Two, she signed up for like getting married to the man that she loved. And I don't think that the repercussions that come with being in the royal family should prevent her from doing that. And as well as that, why should this be something that she just has to accept? Surely we need to address the fundamental problem that in the royal family her privacy is being invaded, that is the problem that we need to address because it shouldn't be something that she just has to agree with and that comes with marrying the person that she loves.
3: The, the fact that all of these, like you, the conversations about um, like the baby's race, I mean, we're going more into like the um, racism uh, accusations against the royals. I think that the fact that this was a, a private matter dealt with someone who was probably close to probably close to harry shows that um these things probably aren't uncommon uh, and it, the fact that it's taken this long for someone to come out and speak about um this not only shows that this um yeah the, these these issues that are dealt with privately um that has an impact on the The members of the family themselves, um, and the fact that this has been highlighted now shows that like it's it's not the fact that the royal family as a family are racist. It's the fact that the institution itself is racist, um, or or because it's a traditional institution, it carries with it regressive ideas.
0: Um, I just want to ask the question to everybody because I've seen that a lot online about Prince Harry and the photo of him dressed as a Nazi Um, a few years ago. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I just want to know like. I've seen a lot of um, particularly pro-monarchy people who are kind of offended, but um, they've been accused of being racist, saying, well, look, Harry's racist. Look at this photo. Why are we not cancelling him as well? I want to see what everybody's opinion was on that.
3: I don't want to, I'm not going to defend him using a swastika. I would just say that it's a very, like, very terrible joke. Um, it still has, like, negative implications um, and obviously... these things shouldn't be joked about by someone in such a high position of power but i think people are kind of missing the point that there was that an ex-king himself was a nazi like a certified nazi um and uh yeah i think people are probably missing the point if they're gonna focus in on harry um doing something that was like i would argue is probably he's probably not a Nazi um, and it was probably just a very terrible joke that's what I'd say I wouldn't say that that's like a cancelable offence probably just something that's problematic and should be addressed
2: yeah just like it was a mistake definitely something I don't um accept um it's as as Rory said like it's a it was a bad joke um but I'm sure that there was no kind of underlying Um, notes of racism behind that Um, I think it was just purely um, a bit of a stupid thing to do but the fact that people have to kind of claw at this idea that oh look Prince Harry might be racist to then um, almost condone the fact that comments have been made about um, the baby's race Is just completely ridiculous, and it, if anything, it just shows it highlights the problem even more because they feel that they have to justify the racism of the rest of the family um, by bringing Prince Harry into it too and saying, Look, he is as much to blame as well.
1: A lot of media then started describing him as a bit of a tearaway child, a wild child who broke rules, got into trouble, and Obviously, the incident of him dressing up as a Nazi was part of that. But they've always been following him around wherever he's gone. When he was in the military, he had to withdraw because media were following his army regiment around and giving away where they were, which is a massive security risk and could end up getting people killed. And... Because of that, we've always seen Harry have a sort of arm's length relationship with the press. He's always been quite annoyed with them. And the fact that he's now decided to move away to America to get away from that is not surprising at all.
3: There's, there's some criticisms, like you, you hear the criticisms of like, they really wanted a private life, why would they talk, talk to Oprah on one of the biggest um, interview shows on in, in America. Um, uh, but I was just wondering what you guys thought of those, those criticisms, comments.
0: I mean when I when I watched it because I'd, I'd been following Twitter when people in America had been watching it um, but when I ended up watching it the next day I was I, I'd been expecting it to be more of a personal attack on the monarchy based on stuff I'd seen and it kind of appeared to me more defensive like they've got this bad reputation they've been ripped apart by the media and they were just trying to defend themselves about it and I I kind of I know a lot of people are opposing them, but I kind of gained a lot more
2: respect for them because it just felt like they were trying to clear their name. Like This is something particularly that kind of upsets me about the whole situation, because people say, like, as Rory said, oh, they want their privacy, so then why are they putting their name out here? Why are they putting themselves into the public eye by doing this interview? And I think the, the clear explanation for that and the clear um reasoning is there is such thing as consent um so they them saying oh yes I want to do this interview that is them consenting for um, information about themselves to be released into the public um whereas you know news articles about things to do with their private life that they have not shared um that they have not consented to be um put out um and circulated that is the issue because the the point should be that if they want it to be known then it should be known but if they don't then their privacy should not be invaded for the sake of some news stories
1: you said like how they were consenting to have that information released but there's also a factor that it could be that they felt that they had to because even if they did want the privacy the media is still harassing them anyway and if they might have thought if we just do this big interview tell everything everyone everything that they want to know then perhaps then they'll leave us alone
2: yeah definitely and i did kind of see that interview a bit of as like a, a cry for help almost kind of look this is what um the media Um, and the backlash is doing to me, to my mental health Um, and I think it was kind of Megan just saying please understand that I am like a human and this is affecting me Um, and to let people know the severity of the problem because I don't think even now I'm sure there's still lots that we don't know and that we don't understand about what happened um, and I think it's only right that Megan has the platform to voice her experiences and how she feels. I also think in the UK, like,
0: and when she, when they were living here, when they are under um, the monarchy with their various labels and stuff, I literally don't think they would have had an opportunity to even have an interview. Like the minute they get out, I'm, I'm not surprised that they want an interview to defend themselves. Like they just never would have got that opportunity here.
1: Yeah, and the, one of the last royals we saw giving a massive, sensational interview like the one we saw Monday was Princess Diana. And that kicked up a similar fuss then.
0: And that was once she left the family as well. <laughs> it just won't happen under the control of um, the institution. And so I can't blame them for wanting to do it now. Well, um,
3: speed up the inevitable demise of the royal family, because I think I don't I don't see the royal family... Um, uh, being removed from power through like uh, not revolutionary means, not through um, electoral like a referendum against, I think they will just wither away and just like their, their relevancy will um, decrease with every generation. Uh, and I, I just, I, I think that this will like speed up. Uh, it, 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 first of all, it highlights that they're, um highlights the problems with having an institution that is like kind of outdated. Um, and if because all other survive, all other monarchies that have been um, abandoned or disbanded, I mean, haven't been good to the people, haven't been um, these approachable, well-manufactured figures like the royals have been for so long, um, and now that there's this other scandal alongside Diana that wasn't too long ago, um, I think that this probably will um, speed up the demise the of them. I just want, what, what do you guys think?
0: I mean I have to I have to agree in the in the sense of they'll wither away and like lose popularity if you I don't know if this is just me or my social media when I've seen um, criticism of Meghan and Harry it's predominantly been from older people or older middle aged people if I've seen people defending them and slamming the monarchy it's been from younger people and it seems like attitudes are changing between generations anyway. Yeah, I mean,
2: I would think I agree with what um, Rory said about it speeding up kind of the um, demise of the royal family. Um, I think we can also probably contribute some of that to uh, Prince Andrew. Um, I don't think that helps anything um, at all, but that is a a totally different conversation um, that we could have, Um, but yeah, also like I agree with the media representation um, and um, kind of the support that Megan has it tends to be from young people and especially I'd say um, young women that um tend to stick up for Megan um and it's definitely like older people especially older men that um criticize it and say that that this is what she signed up for. She knew what she was getting herself into. Um, and so, yeah, I guess like the question I, I'll put out there is like, how much do you think this is due to her um, race or or gender, or do you think it's more because she is like, maybe she's American, maybe the fact that she is um, divorced or maybe just kind of, as we've discussed, the view that the public had about Harry in the first place?
1: I think that the royal family's never really taken kindly to outsiders. A lot of marriages are, I I won't say arranged marriages, but they're always people who the family already knows who are quite upper class and well off. And the two times we've seen people from outside of the upper class, rich, elite, marry into the family it's not ended well we saw it with diana and now we've seen it with megan markle as well
0: prince andrew was already within the family everybody's accusing him of like everything under the sun and the family just swept under the rug she's done he's done incredibly or is accused of doing incredibly worse things than megan markle has even touched the surface of and we're just ignoring it like it's nothing and she's getting ripped apart by the media and has had to move abroad that's ridiculous
1: I mean, it couldn't have been him that done anything wrong because he was, of course, in a pizza express in Woking, for sure.
3: I'd say that the media plays into, especially with like, the racism and sexism because the media themselves know that that's profitable. And then by them uh, presenting the Meghan and Harry um, sensational a story through racist and um, like sexist means, they... Um, <laughs> it it not only like feedbacks to the public uh racist perceptions of them it also um uh yeah it feedbacks racist perceptions of harry and megan and therefore like does does the media manufacture these racist opinions or is it the people being reflected in the media does that make sense um like their yeah, their opinions are reflected by the media, or is the media manufacturing the racist and sexist opinions? Well, yeah. if people didn't want to read racist and sexist headlines, then newspapers
1: wouldn't print them because no
3: one would read them in the first place. Yeah, or, or is it the perfect um, like? Is it the perfect feedback loop? Like people people are influenced by the media, and then the media make the thing that influences them, and then cycle.
0: I'm gonna ask about how. Um... Haven't we really felt about how she was compared to Kate Middleton and is compared to her all the time and how that was right from the beginning. Like she had a target on her back the minute she started dating Harry because she wasn't this upper middle class white woman that had pretty much been set up to get with the prince, you know?
3: Yeah, 100%. The, um, yeah, the, I remember the, what was the comparison? It was like she... Uh, no, the, my favourite one was the Kate Middleton's favourite breakfast being like avocado on toast, and then um, Meghan Markle's problematic avocados from this um, exploitative farm or something, something mad like that. Real, real good journalism.
2: Yeah, I honestly, I'm glad we got onto this because I have so much to say about kind of the comparisons that have been made. Um, And they're so explicit as well. Um, So the example that Rory was talking about, um, a headline um, from the Express, uh, both accounts are from the Express. Um, So Kate's morning sickness cure, Prince William gifted with an avocado for pregnant Duchess. And then Meghan's news story from the same newspaper Meghan Markle's beloved avocado linked to human rights abuse and drought, millennial shame. So there is a direct comparison. We can see there how the the crux of it is, they both like avocados. However, one has spun it. So this is some amazing thing that cures like Kate's morning sickness. Um, And also kind of um, linking it to that um, glorifies kind of her pregnancy as well, which we also saw um, while she was pregnant, um, which juxtaposes the, um, how Meghan's pregnancy was um, portrayed. Um, and to jump straight to the fact that Meghan eating avocados is linked to human rights abuse and drought is very extreme. Um, and it just shows how the media are trying so hard to paint her in such a bad light.
0: Yeah I mean you can see that as well in um, all the body language experts and stuff talking about um, the pregnancy bump and how like Kate Kate was so proud of it but then um, what was it like Megan was defensive and off, off, off from the cameras or something like that and how it was just ridiculous and I thought yeah, that's a really good point. And then probably a day after the um, interview went out, I read an article from a royal expert who had watched the whole interview, watched her criticise the media talking about how she was holding her baby bump, and then went, proceeded to criticise how she was holding her baby bump in the interview. And I was like, she can't do anything. They don't care about what she says as long as it can be painted badly. And I've also seen a video prior to the um, interview being released of experts being asked about it and making it up and going, oh, Megan's an actress and they'd never like, she's just playing a role and they'd never even seen the video. They were so ready to rip her apart over literally nothing.
2: So again, like for that example, um, this time the Daily Mail, which seemed to be the repeat offenders for these um, comparisons between Kate and Megan. Um, So for Kate, it was not long to go pregnant Kate tenderly cradles her baby bump, while wrapping up her royal duties ahead of maternity leave. Um, And then for Meghan, it was why can't Meghan Markle keep her hands off her bump. Experts tackled the question that has got the nation talking, which is um, debatable in itself, because I don't, I don't recall anyone really talking about that that much but um, is it pride vanity acting or a new age bonding technique so again like there's the idea that megan's an actress um which also links in with um her suicidal thoughts that she expressed in the interview people saying well she's an actress so um she's playing up to this um but yeah to suggest that um her simply putting her hand on her stomach is um vanity um is a long shot from how kate was portrayed just the comparisons are just incredible
0: i think what i'd like to add on to that is necessary is um a megan and kate have both been analyzed ridiculously about what they were how they're acting way more than any male member of the royal family. And I just question whether any male member of the royal family for having their hand anywhere would be called vain in any way. And I think that's probably just more of a criticism of the media generally and how it portrays women. I think also,
1: when you were just reading out the headlines there, you see a lot of the language that particularly tabloids like the sun, the Daily Mail, etc., use, is a lot of it is, oh, millennials are doing this, young people are doing that. It's always a narrative of the old people versus these weird young people who we don't understand. And it's, it's sort of trying to divide people. It's trying to create a sense of old people doing it the old correct way, and whereas all these young people are tearaways who are ruining society. And it's a narrative that we see pushed time and time again and it's, it's getting more and
3: more out of hand. Do you think that this, like, uh, uh, act, did... did... The fact that there's so much backlash for her speaking out, despite the two leading princes being like the forefront of mental health um, for Britain, that's like the, the only way that the royal family can keep them relevant is by making them the 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 the, to- the um, like the poster boys for men's mental health. Um, but then that juxtaposes with Megan. Do you think that just plays into, like, the expectation of women to, like, stoically handle their emotions and, uh, yeah, keep the house together or whatever, um, more so than men do? Uh, because there's, like, that stark contrast between how men should handle their emotions and speak about them, but then Meghan just completely thrown out the window. Yeah, I definitely
2: think there's double standards, and um, that's, like, Um, that time where Megan closed the car door herself um, and there was massive uproar about that Um, and yeah so I definitely think there wouldn't have been a news story about that if um, she were a man and um, it's very ironic that um, the royal family um, preach about mental health um, and representing that And as well as ITV did as well, Um, and then for like Piers Morgan to say, um, basically say that she was making it up. Um, I think definitely um, the Meghan and Harry situation has just highlighted um, and brought to light the already existing disparity um, and the pre-existing misogyny that is not just in the royal family but in Society
1: as a whole, with the whole media on mental health thing, it's it's not like this is the first time this has happened. We saw it barely a year ago with um, Caroline Flack and how she was treated by the media, which led to her committing suicide. And we saw loads of campaigns saying, "Look, we're going to change." Um, various papers ran the with the um, the headline, "Be kind." But we're just seeing history repeating itself and no lessons have been learned in such a short space of time.
0: I think I'd add on um, the point about why, why if the two princes of the poster boys for men's mental health is has um, been criticized so heavily and had to hide it. I think mental health is becoming an obviously more pressing issue. Um, in recent years, in the last five years or so, but men's mental health on top of that has also become a very hot topic and it's obviously incredibly important but it's almost like the monarchy and the media are portraying them as the postboys to kind of be woke and fit in with them this new topic in society. I think we have also seen
1: the next generation of royals so William and Kate and then Harry and Meghan, who, of course, no longer part of the royal family, but still part of the family, but no longer royals technically. But we've seen them all kind of take up these mental health roles, different charities. And the sort of the royal family trying to preserve their future to try and get the younger generation on side with them. But we've also seen um, Kate hosting a number of podcasts to do with maternity and becoming a mother and raising children as well. So it, it feels like the only person being excluded from these conversations about mental health and well being is Meghan.
3: But like, I don't think that um, the, the princes and Kay Middleton were entirely in control of whether they went to do the mental health programs. I think it was mostly um, to do with how the royals and the people that work around them and with them um, have manufactured them and shaped them to maintain relevancy, like Emily said, um, uh, to stay on hot topic and like woke topics.
1: And I think that does raise a very important question over how much the royals are in control of their own lives. I think part of the reason why Meghan wanted out is because she was fed up with advisors and other royal people telling her what to do. And you question, Laurie, whether it was Kate's idea to have the podcast talking about having children, and whether it's William's idea to talk about the various charity work he does and um, in the interview we also saw um, Harry and Meghan were supposed to be meeting with the queen at some point and then all of a sudden she was busy they speculated that a royal advisor or someone had basically stopped the queen from
3: seeing her well grandchildren and
1: grandchild-in-law is that
3: a thing <laughs> If we're going to criticise the royal family as racist, we, we shouldn't look at the family. We should look at the institution. Like I said earlier, um, because it doesn't really matter if the queen herself, or Harry, or Charles, or anyone in the family is racist, because racist racist systems can exist without racist individuals. And I, I'd say that the institution is probably very likely exclusive, um, and yeah, regressive. Um, uh, even if that's even if it's subtle and um, like the unspoken rule, like Meghan was kind of expected to uh, allow these things to happen, allow these conversations to happen, and not say anything about it because that's that's the royal and that's what's always happened within the royals. It's meant to they 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 take in they they take their losses and they take the things that are restricted. Um, or w- what what they are restricted from doing because that's their position, um, and yeah, because like relatively, the royals have a lot of their freedom stripped from them, and it's more the institution we should criticise because the royals also face um, uh, a lot of challenges, like as individuals.
2: I think kind of people thought when they heard that um, about Meghan and Harry's relationship. I think the the view was, oh well, she's bringing diversity into the royal family. So she's um, a black woman, she's a outspoken feminist, she's American, she's been divorced. Um, she wasn't kind of the image that I think the media glorified Kate as being very perfect and um, quite submissive, um, very innocent. Um, and so the media could play into the fact that um, she was perfect for the role. Um, and I think people saw Megan as all these things and thought that in itself, oh, well, she's bringing diversity to the royal family. And so that's all that needs to be done. Like that's, that's it. Um, this is a good thing, we'll leave it there. And I don't think people actually wanted her to bring her voice to the royal family. Um, I don't think they wanted her to speak about race or um, feminism or anything like that I think they just thought her as kind of tokenism like she's here um, she's shown that we supposedly accept people of colour and women and that's all that needs to be done. It
0: seems like the media took that as because obviously Harry had quite famously hated the media for a long time and it kind of comes across as though he kind of blames them a little bit for his mum's death. Um, It's like Meghan was the perfect scapegoat to accuse of making Harry leave the royal family or be against the media because they don't want to blame themselves or have the public against them and it's easier to kind of put that on Meghan so I think I think maybe her diversity was her downfall in the eyes
1: of the media. We're gonna start to move this towards an end now. We've been talking for quite some time. And I think the biggest question that's come out of this is, does the royal family still have a future? And we alluded to this a little bit earlier on, but personally, I don't think this is gonna be the end of the royal family because obviously in the line of succession, every royal who's gonna be monarch in our lifetime has now been born which is a scary thought, but makes you feel old, even though we are very young still. Um, And I think even though the institution is outdated and reflective of past generations, the new generations coming through are still going to be different. And I think even though we questioned whether the ambassador roles for William in mental health and stuff like that is genuine, I think it's part of the royal family's commitment to going forward to be better. And sometimes, as with a lot of issues in society, it's just the case of waiting for the old dinosaurs to die out.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I think that, um, yeah, we're, I don't think this will be the end of the royals, but I think it will, uh, it may speed up their, their demise in relevancy, um, and relevancy and because it does, it, it very much to the forefront the flaws of um traditional institutions and i don't think that our generation will necessarily hold as much value to these traditions as um, say previous generations
2: yeah i i agree with rory like i don't think it's going to be the end at all because um ultimately what has happened is megan came in she challenged traditions um based on so many things um, aspects of her life, her appearance, um, and basically the royal family didn't like that, society didn't like that, um, and therefore instead of embracing it, what's ultimately happened is I what I believe to be kind of the um, motive all along for portraying Meghan in this way, um, and the fact that she is no longer really a royal um because she has been pushed out and so um we can say that this might um be the end of the royal family but um all in all the the media and um the royal family have won because she isn't really a part of the royal family she's they've made a good job of disconnecting her making her a separate um kind of force that they no longer have to deal with or be kind of um, compared to and therefore the traditional royal family can still exist and Meghan isn't a part of that.
0: I don't view this as the end for them. I mean, they've bounced back many times because really the Prince Andrew thing really should have been the end. Um, But I think this whole ordeal and the accusations of racism show how outdated this institution is. And I personally hope this is the beginning of the end.
1: Well, then it might not be the end for the royal family just yet, but it is the end of this episode. Um, Thank you all very much for joining us. Rory, Rachel, Emily, thank you. Uh, Thank you at home for listening. We'll be back next week with another debate on whatever the big news story is going to be. Um, So, yeah.